0: Uh, yeah, you're probably going to hear some weird noises in the background too, because I just gave the dog a gnaw bone and he's <laughs> going to town on it. He rips through these things. These, you know, they're like the ones that are like I don't know, like uh, six inches long or seven inches long. Yeah, it's basically it's bigger than his head. And he'll if I let him, he would eat, eat the whole thing. Jeez, I hate giving them to him though.
1: I just texted you the weirdest picture of me ever.
0: Yep, that definitely qualifies as the weirdest picture. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to begin to describe that to the audience, except to say that. If you were a trans stripper,
1: yeah, I lost a bet, and uh, you know, given it's me, like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. So I put on some platform shoes, some short shorts, and decided to dance while people threw money at me.
0: Where did the short shorts come from, by the way?
1: <laughs> um, they were <laughs> it was on a business trip, and they belonged, it belonged to one of the female employees. She's like, "I have short shorts. You're wearing these." I'm like, "Okay, I'm doing that."
0: And you fit in them somehow. I I
1: believe me, I didn't fit in them. <laughs>
0: a little moose knuckle stitch.
1: Yeah, that was not easy to to set up. Like they're all super super low rising too. So I mean, I'm I'm literally wearing like basically a a halter top on my crotch.
0: It's amazing. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give that to the audience. They don't need to see you like that.
1: <laughs> I I think our description of it is probably it's better good enough. Yeah, it's it's, it's better to let your imagination just take it where it will. <laughs>
0: Yeah, these uh, like I was saying about this bone. So I gave him one of these last week, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, he likes it. Awesome, you know, because he's he's three, but he's still pretty active. So I I feel bad when he's just kind of like laying around. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's bored. Um, So I like giving him something to chew on or something to do. But these things smell like a fucking walrus's asshole. Once (laughs) he starts eating it, it is so (laughs) disgusting. I swear to God, like last week when I gave him the first one. I gave the dog a bath because I was like, oh, you, your butt is dirty. You smell like poo. You, I mean, like, it was bad, but it was the bone. The poor dog got a bath and he's looking at me like, I don't stink. And I, <laughs> it was the bone the whole time. It is awful. I don't know if they all smell like that or if it's just this one.
1: It's it, it's so weird because I conjure a very specific smell when you say walrus is asshole. Um, yeah. and, and it's a smell that I've actually... I imagine I've smelled something close to it in the last 24 hours. Um, Purely because, like yesterday, um, Crystal left a bowl of food in our room that had crab bits in it. Oh, no! And so it's exactly it's exactly what you think it smells like when you walk into the room,
0: yeah, like you you have like an an hour and forty five minutes to eat shellfish before it just turns into death in a bowl well,
1: well, not only that, but we've been using a humidifier in our room, so it literally <laughs> it, it literally smelled like fucking Cthulhu it was hanging out in here <laughs> and decided to like just you know leave and like not clean up bathrooms. oh, and smells evil. in
0: In a humidifier room, they just like, they have weight because they just sit in front of your face. (laughs) So you come home and you're like, oh, that's some musty crab you got there. (laughs) Oh, who filleted a fucking whale in here? Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, That's awesome. That that What I'm picturing is close to what this smells like. So I think we're on the same page here. Hey, speaking of which, um, not speaking of which, speaking Speaking of of Walrus's assholes.
1: Yeah, speaking of (laughs) Walrus's assholes and Cthulhu hanging out in your bedroom, um, (laughs) um, she started reading Dune. Mm. Yeah. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. He who controls controls the spice controls the universe. But you know what? You know what I realized about Dune, though, in, in, in having some of the discussions with her about, like, because she's reading it by audiobook, Mm. um, I forget how fucking difficult that book was to get through, man.
0: Yeah, there's... I mean, it's dense. I mean, he has...
1: And it's a completely different language, too. I mean, sure, it's English, but there are so many terms and words that are not properly explained.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he kind of just throws you in the deep end, and he's created a whole universe, and you just kind of have to deal with it. Did you know they're remaking it as a movie? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we literally were just talking about that earlier. They've been trying to remake it for like 10 years, dude. Um, and 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 it's 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 kind of had a bunch of start and stops and budget cancellations and like script rewrites and stuff like that. But it's never quite made it off the ground.
0: Yeah, I think this time they might do it. I can't remember if there was a director attached to it. Um, wasn't it wasn't it Leonardo DiCaprio's production company that ended up buying the rights for it? I'm not sure. Um, I'm looking right now because see this this might be it. This is the thing that is frustrating about IMDb. It's not their fault, but. Sometimes you get, you know, I type in Dune, right? So mm-hmm. I'll get Dune 1984, which is the one we know. Then there's there's the remake of it. Then you get all these weird Dunes. Like there's one here that's just like Dune and it has no year. And I'm like, is, maybe that's the one. I don't know. Dennis Villanueva.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Villanueva one
0: was the the one that I'm thinking of. Timothy Chamalant has Paul Trey. I don't, let me see the kid yeah this is the same one I was looking at. He's a good Paul. he looks like Paul. what I imagine Paul looks like yeah he's younger so. he's the right age too well i'm I'm thinking about how because
1: it's such a dense book I mean it's very game game of Thronesy in that sense, so there's so many factions, so many houses, so many individual players, so much intrigue. That the only way you could properly pull it off is to have it as a TV series like i you can't i don't i can't fathom a world in which that's possible to do as one movie and do and done well i mean don't get me wrong the 1984 version was pretty good but there was so much that was changed and so much that was left out
0: well i mean um, the whole production of that was just insane because you know i mean if, if anybody's watched alejandro jodorowsky's dune which is a documentary so he was originally supposed to make that and then he went too far he was making it too eccentric so they booted him off of it and then they picked up the pieces of what was left and then gave it to David Lynch and then David Lynch he Alan Smithied it which means he didn't put his name on it which yeah. means that even for him it probably sucked I thought it was pretty good this is the first time I ever saw Patrick Stewart too yeah that's true yeah um,
1: Crystal just named Patrick Stewart's character and she has no context for it uh, Gurney so, yeah that's right um but yeah, so I, 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 in in the I think in the ultimate construction of the story from a cinematic perspective, um, I, I treat them like I treat the Harry Potter or Game of Thrones series, of which I read all the books for each as well. Um, in that, the screen adaptation has to be very specific. It has to tell a very specific story um, versus the original incarnations of these things. Just because the, the 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 worlds are so big.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing about. And You're not getting a lot of people that want to throw money into sci-fi, really, just because it's so fucking expensive. I mean, you watched that video about Discovery, about Star Trek Discovery. And that's, I mean, as far as, as comparative, I would say they're probably comparative is what would be required special effects wise. And in order to do justice to the full story of Dune, you really would have to do like two or three seasons before the book even started to just so- understand the world. Yeah. I mean, not only that, I mean, it's happening over multiple
1: planets that have entirely different cultures and histories and art. Um, And of course, in the book itself, like the the different factions and the barons and everything are really specific. So you have to basically build the worlds and the cultures as characters that define the characters themselves. Right. And like, how the fuck do you
0: do that? And, I mean, you'd have to have an, an excellent writer because if, as far as I know, I never read any of the other Dune books, but as far as I know, the Dune books moved forward from yeah. Dune. They never yeah. went back. So you'd have to have somebody who could pull out to history and then write a compelling, a, a show that's compelling enough to get them through the first two seasons to get to the actual story of Dune. It's just, I mean, they did it as a miniseries once. I didn't see it. Yeah, but I, I heard it, it was either. decent. Was that in the 90s? Uh, that's a good question. And for some reason that did not come up. Maybe if I type in Frank Herbert's Dune, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Dune 2000. Okay. So technically they filmed it in the nineties.
1: I love how we have absolutely
0: zero intros anymore. Yeah. We don't need them.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like one ongoing it doesn't fit the show. conversation.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's actually the description of the show, right? An ongoing conversation.
1: Yeah, true. So I guess we're living up to our name. By the way, I'm so sorry. It's been such a nuts week with what's been going on that I haven't had a chance to do the, the quiz yet. So I, I don't have my juxtaposition to talk to you on that I really wanted to do that, but I haven't had time.
0: Oh, well, first of all, I mean, it's not really a quiz. Not a um, quiz, yeah. Sorry,
1: wrong way to put it, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to put Roll it list. to the
0: audience too, actually. I, I, well, you figured at least you'd, you'd only have one day and that's not really enough. Um, So before uh, I finish that sentence, everybody listening, if you listened last week, I mentioned the... I don't think I had a name for it then. and I can't even remember what the hell I named it when I posted it. But it's basically a self-sanity checklist to do every day. That's the thing that I've always talked about that I used to do. I stopped doing. And because I've been having anxiety again, I felt like I needed to start doing it. And uh, so I challenged Lamb to... Do it every day. I'm doing it every day again. Challenge him to, him to do it as well. Um, and I'm challenging you guys to do it as well. It's. I mean, if you take your time with it and you actually enjoy it, it can take like 15 minutes to a half hour, um, depending on how much you actually care about it. But um, what's really fascinating to me after I told you that, this is the rest of my sentence to you, Lam. After I told you that, I started like going through, you know, because I kind of, when I posted it, I gave what I thought was enough description for each question. But as I've been going through and doing it, I forgot how much work I put into this and how important every single one of these is. And there's even connections between some of them that I didn't see or maybe I forgot. And wow, I'm, I'm really... I mean, I'm impressed with the research I did on this. I can't take credit <laughs> for, for inventing any of the questions or anything like that. But um, I don't know... Maybe, uh, do you think it'd be interesting to walk through it to kind of explain what it means? Um, I would be along for the ride with the audience on it. Okay. But yeah, yeah. no, I think it's a great idea.
1: I think the questions are fantastic. Um, I just don't have enough time with them like you have. So there's there's a density and, and a depth that you have, uh, right. understanding-wise, that I don't.
0: Well, I think that um, if I were to explain, I'd just explain like why everything is there because I think it's important to understand... That for at least I've I've been thinking about how long, um, because I think eventually everybody alters something like this to make it their own. But I think that there's a certain amount of time you have to go with it exactly the way it is, because there's a logic to how everything's connected. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's more why I want to explain that. But um, I think we should discuss it as we you know like every week as we're doing it more and more. We should do it for at least I'm going to continue to do it for as long as I possibly can but sure. i think that if we did it like every if we talked about it every week for at least a month just to see if you notice any effects because who knows maybe maybe i'm wrong and maybe it's only valuable to me so that would be an interesting experiment how long have you been doing it oh i've only been doing it 3 days but originally oh, okay. i did it for like 6 or 8 months and i i can't the weird thing about going through like really intense anxiety periods is um your memory is not very good. Be- Excuse me. Because you're not um you're not absorbing things because you're not present. You know like you're you're in panic mode. So things don't really go into your memory. So I can't remember how tied this was to me getting through the last period of anxiety, but I do remember doing it and feeling really good effects from it at the time like oh when i do this after i think it was after like the first week or two i would start to do it and I, it would make me actually like happy like it would bring like it would actually start stirring emotions in me mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's part of the reason i think that people should if they're going to do it they have to do it as is for a little while because it takes time you know it's not like you're going to do it one day and like oh i know it's effect on that it's it's something that takes time because it's building all these connections um, I'll go through kind of the explanation, but before I go off on some long thing, um, I just want to check in with you. Is there anything you want to say or anything or any questions? Yeah. I was going to say like the thing that,
1: that, that seems interesting to me is the value over time. Like how mm-hmm. much, how much there is in the realization and discovery process as you re-answer the question. It's like reading the same book, uh, over again, you just discover, new and interesting paths to go through once the newness of it wears off and you get to you get to the meaty parts
0: yeah there's periods of time where you'll go through it and it feels like a chore to do it Mm -hmm. um just because i don't know if that's just me you know we've talked about the four personalities or the four tendencies before and my rebel tendency is to want (laughs) to rebel against something that's habitual um even if i enjoy it and it's good for me well even if you made it (laughs) yeah exactly uh, mostly against things I make. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so basically, if you guys want to... I'll put the link in the show description. If you want to go into the show description, pause. you want to pause right now, go to the show description, click the link and pull it up so you can kind of follow along. Um, it's going to be in a little bit of different order because I have mine written on an index card. And I guess I should explain that a little bit too. Um, do you have any other questions, Lam, for it? And you can interrupt me at any point, of course. Oh no! carrying on. Okay, so I think it's important for me to grab just some crappy notebook to do this in. Number one, because you're not going to save this stuff. You don't need to save this stuff. This isn't a journal. This isn't something that in ten years you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna want to go through. Um, this is just like clearing stuff out. And I think having a kind of crappy notebook that you don't care about instead of like some beautiful Leuchtturm or um, Moleskine or something like that. It, makes you willing to just kind of write sloppily in it and not try to make it look beautiful and all that crap. You know, It gets all that... You don't want to deal with any of that shit. You want to keep it basic and simple. I put the questions on the front of an index card. I have a 4 by 6 just because it's bigger. The reason I do this is because I can clip the index card to the front of the notebook so that when I sit down to write the questions, I can put the questions in front of me. If you put them on a different page, then you have to flip back and forth between your page you're writing on and the page you're reading. Which is a pain in the ass. So yeah. index card is there for convenience. On the back of the index card, I have my goals. And it's important to write your goals down. We'll go into this a little bit. But um, one thing to be said about goals, a lot of people always talk about measurable goals, measurable goals. Fuck that. Don't worry about measurable goals. You'll make your goals whatever you want. This isn't uh, I'm not this isn't productivity and this isn't I'm trying to, you know, make you fucking Elon Musk or <laughs> you know, whoever you want to fill in that blank. Um, this is just things that you want. So you put them on there. You know, some of them, they can be abstract, whatever. You're just gonna it's important that you know those because one of the questions as we go through there is to make sure that you're actually working towards those things. So I'll get a little personal, I'll share my goals. So some of them are measurable, some of them aren't. Um, some that some will have a clearly defined finish point and some won't. And what I mean by that is you know when something's done. Some of them you won't know when it's done. You just kind of feel it's done. So the ones that I that have a definite finish point I put a checkbox next to so that I can check it off. So like for example, finish the first draft of my novel. That has a clear finish point. When I'm done with it, I'll know I'm done with it. Sure. Um, pay off one of my bills. There's one I didn't put all my bills, I just put one bill. And kept it simple. I want to pay that one off. That has a checkbox. Learn basic Tai Chi that has a checkbox because I can, if I can do a couple things in Tai Chi and not have to watch a video to remember it, then I learned basic Tai Chi. Now here's some of the more abstract one: draw more, not measurable. Um, create valuable premium content for the members of this, um, for members of Holy Fool, not really measurable. Produce podcasts that I enjoy. Create more silence in my life, that is. Spend time with people, journal more, and laugh more. Those are my goals. Okay? So I put those on the back. Why? Because you'll need them when you go through the other questions. Um, so the first question, three moments from the day. This, this is very important. Why, why am I asking you to remember three moments for the day? Because number one, this is your time to sit and remember what happened today. Just remember and think of a moment that you can actually remember. It could be something like, I remember eating the cheeseburger. And you vividly remember it. Okay, so you remember eating the cheeseburger. It's one thing. I remember taking the dog for a walk and him pooping on the sidewalk instead of the grass. Okay, that's another one. The, purpose, <laughs> the whole purpose of this one is to make sure that you're present in your life. Um, it's really easy to go through the day and not remember anything. And that's usually a source of unhappiness because you don't have anything to hold on to. So if you go through these days where things are intangible, you feel like shit because you have nothing to treasure. So it's really important to just remind yourself. And the more that you do that, the more that you try to remember these moments, you'll catch yourself the more you do this during the day, remembering a moment and going, oh, there's a moment I can remember for later. And it it, it brings... It just brings something to that experience. It's really important. Um, Fascinating. And and like I said, interrupt me at any point. This isn't some lecture or anything. I just think it's important for people to understand this. Do you find
1: that your experience with bullet journaling actually helped you to construct it this way for your own head?
0: Mm, That's a good question. And I'm not sure how to answer that because I don't know if I did this before bullet journaling or after
1: well, my, the reason I asked that question is because I think the process of what you're doing is just as important as what you're doing. And I think that the description of that process um, in a bulleted form um, so that people can follow the process will greatly help. I mean, don't get me wrong. I assume that everyone's process will eventually deviate in some way from the the original core that you set out as kind of a template. Right. But I think it would be good to have a template.
0: Well, the template's on the website. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's that's the post. It has all uh, of these with some of the description. It's just not Oh no, I'm talking dis- about I'm talking about
1: specifically the way you're doing it too as well.
0: I mean that's it oh
1: you mean like uh using the the crappy notebook and Yeah, the, the index cards, like you hmm. know, maybe like I think for me for could example, be another post using like different color pens. Um or different, yeah, different color pens to signify things like memory or information or quote or whatever it is would actually be real, really helpful for, just for me visually, just because that's how my brain
0: works. Yeah, see, and that's that's where I think that's why I don't really tell a lot of that stuff because for me that's not helpful at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, and like I said, it complicates things for me, um, and I don't want it to. I need this to be really simple for me, for my brain to yeah. work. Okay. But like you, you need a little more complexity to engage. I need a little less complexity to engage. That. So I don't want people to be. I think what's more important if people did this is just to stick to the questions, um, and then do it however they want. I mean, if you want to do it digitally, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. Uh, and I don't mean, you, but I mean anybody. And the reason I say that is because there's all this research into the importance of how handwriting interacts with both sides of your brain simultaneously. So it really concretes things in in a different way. Mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like writing on paper is an experience. You're, you have to be present. Um, it's really easy not to do that when you're typing. So um, the next thing is you ask yourself, what was my focus? Or another way to say it is, what was my preoccupation today? And this isn't like... You're not asking yourself, what was I supposed to do today? What was I? You're asking yourself, what was I thinking about all day? You know, like, where was I? Where was my head? (laughs) You know, like, and it's a a really important question because sometimes we don't know. And you'll catch yourself, like, I'll catch myself and go, okay, um, I was stressing about my heart all day. Uh, That was my preoccupation all day. Holy crap, no wonder today was blah, 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 because that's all I was thinking about. And, And when you start, that's the realizations you'll come to doing this stuff is you'll, I'm not asking you to make a connection there, but you will make those connections. Sure. Um, So that's kind of what focus and preoccupation. I mean, there's days where it's like, what was my focus today? Literally, the only thing I thought about was getting an episode out. And it will show in the other questions, in the way that things come out. And and that's important for me too, because I have a tendency sometimes to crack out on stuff and to push myself too hard. So if I see that and I go, oh, that's why I feel so much anxiety today. That's why my jaw is tight. Because I've been sitting in front of the computer for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one, this is... <clears throat> I, I, I chose... This is one that I had worded differently before. The next two were worded differently before. And I changed the wording because the wording that I had before always led to similar answers. And I feel like this is more open. So it's the... What worked in your favor? And then the question after that is, what did not work in your favor? and what these were before was what went right today and what went wrong. Yeah. But what worked in your favor opens things up a little bit. So, you know, it could be something like having um, having someone pick me up 15 minutes early worked in my favor because it turned out I had a lot of work to do and I'm glad I got there on time. And if I hadn't left 15 minutes earlier, we would have been stuck in traffic. That worked in my favor. Um somebody bringing you dinner when you weren't expecting it so you didn't have to cook that worked in your favor um, and it can go emotionally it can go any direction so it's it's a lot more open this way and you're just kind of you're looking for things that worked um, for you you know this is this is tied to everything in some way because it's not specifically tied to um, task oriented stuff this can be and emotional
1: stuff and it can also be accidental stuff too which is nice
0: Exactly. So you, you learn to recognize happenstance and synchronicity and, and it plays into your gratitude because it, it, you'll, you'll notice things about relationships here. Um, this, is all, this is the kind of stuff that I wanted to explain because this is all, all this stuff underneath has this root system that's not apparent. And on the other end of it, what didn't work in your favor, this really makes you examine um, things that went wrong. Or things that uh, just, you know, like having having this app did not work in my favor because it wasn't the right app. Well, what's going to happen from that thought process is you're going to go, maybe I should get a different app. Yeah, what is the right app? Yeah, sure. But then on the emotional level too, what didn't work in my favor? I lost my temper. That's one that comes up for me a lot. I lost my temper. Did you really? Yeah, just with certain people though. Usually family because, you know, that's just the way the world works. Uh, Proximity. Gotta love it. Mm -hmm. So that's something that comes up and then you have to examine that. Like, well, I know it didn't work in my favor because uh, I was an asshole and uh, I got this back, you know. So you have to start thinking about those things. But these, you know, and these are your choice to go through these contemplations. The questions are there just to surface the stuff. Um, and that's why I say this could go longer because you could actually literally journal on each of these if you really wanted to. I, I keep it to like one line on a piece of paper and just because I do a lot of it in my head, but just getting out the basic part of it. Um, what wasted your time and gave you little value? This is a really important one because this is for people who say that they're too busy or that they're <laughs> panicked or they're rushed because when you start doing this question every day you see these little pockets of shit that you scatter throughout your life that make things worse for you like um played angry birds for an hour and a half oh shit yeah no, i didn't do that but i, I was going to f- say
1: that's that's an impressively
0: long amount of time to play angry birds <laughs> it was on my mind because i was watching a clip of family guy and he mentioned angry birds um, but didn't and it's important the second part's important and gave little value because this isn't a judgment statement. If I really enjoyed myself for an hour and a half playing Angry Birds, then it didn't waste time and give little value. Because I had fun, so that gave me value, so it wouldn't show up there. Sure. But if I did it and it, and I just felt it just felt like I was binging and just kind of like I felt gross about it afterwards, then it would go there. Sure. Um, oh. So that's an important one because it's it's for finding pockets because this is where you can start to tune things a little bit and you go, well, what would my day be like if I just cut that out, or if, or if I cut that in half, or you know like you know say it's the, going with the Angry Birds thing, say you really enjoy it for the first half hour, but then the hour after you're just cracking out, and your eyes are red and burned when you're done, and you're just angry because you can't beat the damn level, so maybe you can set a timer.
1: That sounds like you're you're speaking you're speaking from from very specific experience there, Jeff.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> am. Not with Angry Birds stuff. So. With um, pretty much any game that I put on my iOS devices, that will happen because gotcha. I I have this tenacity to, um, that I can't put something down until I've beat it, and I don't mean the whole game. But if I'm going through a level, I'll play until I hit a level that I have trouble with. And then I will play that level over and over and over and over again until I beat it, and then I'll put the device down. Um, so yeah, I can burn a lot of of hours doing stuff like that. That's why they're not allowed on my devices anymore. Got it. Smart. And that came from this realizing that how many times I had to write down an app's name, um, a, a game's name. You know, after like the fifth time, I'm like, okay, I need to delete that game because it's it's poisoning me. Sure. That's how I got Facebook and Twitter off my phone too. Um. Next one, what goal did you work towards and how? This is where you flip your card over and go down your list and go, did I do anything towards that goal today? Did I do anything towards that goal today? One that I get to mark off every day and I didn't mean to, but it's kind of nice, is journal more. Because by answering these questions, I'm journaling. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. But these these are important because uh, that's why you need them in a place on a list, have it attached to the card because then it's in the same place. You don't have to go look for it, and you just go through and just write them down. That's it. You want to make sure that you're hitting one of those a day at least. Why? Because that's where your sense of like self-esteem and where your sense that your life has value comes from is that you have your own personal goals and you're working towards them. So that I mean that that one has a lot of power. It seems like a silly one because it's something that maybe makes it on a lot of people's lists, but that one has everything to do with depression and anxiety and all of these things. Cause I can tell you my anxiety is less on the days when I get to mark off that. I worked on a little bit on my draft of my novel. Uh, gotcha. Because that does weigh on me. Um, that's probably the one that weighs on me the most on that list.
1: And it's interesting too, because you turn it into a tangible monster in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not slaying a drag like you know fictional it's more like a boxing match than it is a you know a a wizarding moment where you're like taking on this nebulous enemy so it gives it a tangibility that makes it concrete and fightable
0: exactly and you're and it's you know you're not doing all of this sometimes these guys these productivity guys they have all these goal things and set you up like what's the six month plan what's the three month plan you're not building a business well maybe you are but all your all this is is just like am i working towards that am i getting closer to it can I, you know like you can do the measurement and all of that in another time but all you need to know now is did you move towards it today cool cuz this is you're just checking in with yourself at the end of the day that's it do you ever add more micro
1: things to that list as well in order to further define the goals or do you just keep them nebulous
0: no i i try not to i'll add sometimes i'll add another goal you know like maybe um maybe I start swimming and I love swimming. I'm like, I want to swim at least once a week. Boom. I'll put that on there. Um, Uh, Something like that. But for the most part, I just leave it alone. Um, I feel, I feel like if you, if you need to break something down, then maybe what you chose from the first place was too abstract. mm, I see what you mean. Um, So then you would probably cross off the main one and keep the two smaller ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Um, you know, everybody figured out for them, this, is, this isn't like a strict thing. Um, and this is all more, the main purpose of this is emotional well-being. It has some productivity things tied into it because to some degree, small parts of productivity are tied into our self-esteem and our well-being, our mental well-being. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at people that are super depressed and you look at their lives and they're not actually doing anything that moves their life forward... Yeah. Okay. I understand why you're depressed because you don't feel like you're moving anywhere and nobody wants to feel like that. So that's, sure. that's why that one's super, super important. I would go as far to say that one might be, might be the most important. If, if not, it's, it's in the top three. Mm. The next one is Kaizen and Kaizen is a Japanese uh, term, business term for continually improving. And what, what, what I mean by this one is what you do is you look at what you did toward, in the day and you go, is there anything, did I have any like points in the day that snagged or that were rough that could be polished? Anything that happened? And how can I fix that? So you know, going back to that program thing, right? So we were, maybe we remember that from the other question that, that uh, I had the wrong program. Well, Kaizen right here would be get the right program. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is finding ways to going back to that working towards a goal while working towards improving your day. So you know, like, for example, I have um, a client that I have to convert PDFs to JPEGs once a week. I have to do like six conversions. Mm-hmm. So what I did going through this when I was doing it originally is I created a folder on my desktop and I dump all those PDFs in there so that when it's time, all I have to do is go to that folder on my desktop Click, 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 open all six into preview and then save as PDF, save as PDF, save as PDF, save as PDF, PDF, boom, and I'm done in two minutes. Small little things, continually improving. Sure. Big things can show up there too, but it tends to be small things. Um, And that's all you need. Once again, like you said, jabbing, you know, Mm -hmm. like boxing. Sure. Three things I learned today. Most of us forget that we learn things every day. (laughs) <laughs> this one's really cool because this concrete's your number one, you learned it. Now you're remembering it. So you're going to remembering it is going to put it into your memory again, and then writing it down on a piece of paper, is going to put it into your memory again. And this could be anything that you learned and people, I sometimes I get stuck on this because I don't recognize things that I learn. You know, I could oh. something as simple as like, when I pick up the dog's poop in the bag, don't squeeze too hard because then it turns to mush, and then it gets all over the place. <laughs> so keep a light hand when picking up dog poop with the bag. You wouldn't think to write that one down, but super important lesson. Considering I have to do that every day,
1: or turn your hand into a glove and pick it up that way.
0: No, that's what I mean. I'm using the hand for the glove. Uh, I got you. Yeah. But if you squeeze too hard with that hand oh yuck (laughs) it just i mean it goes from being like a soft little roll into something else and then it sticks to the grass so you end up leaving like this yellow shit stain on the grass but if you pick it up really lightly and then you turn the bag inside out everything's good so (laughs) that's something i learned that was i think the first day i went back to doing this that's one of the things i put on this um, and there could be other things, you know, like uh, I learned today that uh, the Brandenburg concertos are called the Brandenburg concertos because of the dude that he wrote them for was the Maldive of Brandenburg. Didn't know that. Learned that today. Huh. Knowing that you learn things is good for your self-esteem too. Sure. So this is tied to that in, the sim- in a similar way. Um, next one, any big ideas? That's really simple. Did I have any idea? These don't even have to be feasible ideas, but did you have any ideas today? You know, like it doesn't even have to be stuff that you're going to do. But wouldn't it be great if they could find a bug, uh, like a cold bug that killed cancer? Wouldn't that be great? Hey, that's a big idea. Write it down. You don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's possible. Who cares? You had that idea. Recognize that you have big ideas. Sometimes, most of the time, there'll be big ideas for yourself. But every once in a while, you'll have one like that. Um, What did you eat? This is the one everyone's going to want (laughs) to (laughs) skip. This one's really important, though. Number one goes back to being present. Because you need to be present on what you're putting in your body. That simple. Sure. You want to eat a cookie? That's okay. Just later, you're going to sit here and you're going to go, that's right, I ate that cookie. Okay, cookie.
1: It's also, by the way, the easiest and most tangible way to achieve self-care.
0: Exactly. And I'm not asking you to judge what you've eaten. I'm not asking you to count calories or anything. Just remember, that's it. What you do with that information is entirely up to you. But at least be aware of the information. That's the important
1: part. You know what's weird on that one specifically? Because I did get my way through this list um, I didn't. I didn't go as in depth as I should, I really wanted to. So I re, I want to redo all of my answers. But this one, actually, for some reason, I had the impulse to describe how everything tasted to me.
0: That's awesome. It's really strange. You're focusing on being present. That's great. I don't do that even.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I don't know why I had that impulse even, but I like. I really got into it. I'm like, well, the texture of this was whatever, and this could have been a little sweeter. It's very strange.
0: I used to get like, I would put like four tortillas and I would put salad with uh, bacon and avocado and kale. Now I just write salad tortillas (laughs) because I know in my head when I, the moment I remember that word, I know in my head. So I I mean, maybe the detail is important at the beginning to help build the habit. But then later when you have the habit, you just want to write it out fast. But you know, the moment you write that word, you're not. When I write tortilla, I'm not thinking of an ambiguous amount of tortillas. I'm writing the word tortilla, but in my head, I'm going for... <laughs> <laughs> so it still does its purpose.
1: <laughs> uh, I gotcha.
0: Um, but yeah, maybe... The, I don't know. Maybe that um, detail is important in the beginning. That's a good. That's a good thought. We'll have to... What we'll to figure out as you go or through, or maybe,
1: it. or maybe the details important for some people. Like I feel like, mm. um, I, I feel like the reason why it, it speaks to how uh, it, to something you said at the very beginning of this, which is, I think detail engages me, and a lack of detail engages you.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, obviously, I went through enough detail to make this, but then I think I I need detail at the beginning, and then I want it to go away. Uh you know, like I need a structure so that I don't have to. That's, and maybe structure is more important to me than detail. And I'll use detail to make sure that the structure is sturdy. That makes sense. And I like to swing on the monkey bars, but I don't like to build the monkey bars every day. Yeah. Or
1: clean the monkey bars or any of yeah. that stuff.
0: Or describe
1: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. Now, I said that the... the what is your? What was your goal that you worked towards today? Might be one of the most important. Uh, this is the one that possibly ties with it, and that is, what did you do for others? This one is super important, especially if you if you suffer from anxiety or depression, because we've said it many times on here before. If you suffer from anxiety and depression, you're suffering from self-focus. You're focused on yourself too much. You're thinking about yourself too much. You're, you're, you're eating yourself alive. You're, you've, you've created a spiral that's spinning, but it's spinning inside of you. And it's like a black hole and it's just pulling the rest of you in. So by paying attention to the little things, I'm not asking you necessarily to do big things, paying attention to the little things that you do for other people You start to pull your perspective out of that and you'll catch yourself over time during the day realizing, fuck, it's four o'clock and I haven't done anything for anybody but myself today. And that's a really good place to be in. That's, I mean, that's, as far as mental health goes, you couldn't be in a better place if you're thinking like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's super important, but what's really important about this one is give yourself credit for even the smallest things. You won't want to, but it's really important that you do. And the reason for that is you're looking... We, I think we've talked about this a long time ago, but you're planting seeds. You're not expecting a tree tomorrow. You know, you're know, you not going to turn into like this bodhisattva tomorrow, this selfless saint. But you're planting seeds. And in order to plant seeds, you have to water the seeds. And seeds are small. They're little things. So, um, for example, I'll be completely honest, um, it's, it's hard sometimes because has, you feel uncomfortable giving yourself credit for small things, but this isn't to build you up. The purpose of this question is not to build your ego. The purpose of this question is to make sure that you give yourself credit for being involved in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's why. So I you see. have to get over that reluctance to acknowledge the small things. For example, when you and I had a conversation yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I had to say uh, on my list I had to give myself credit I said oh I I I tried to give lamb some words of encouragement I didn't do anything major I, I it was like maybe two sentences but that's a small thing and I have to put it on there because by watering that then I that I'm I'm building that and I'm growing that so that I can become like that for more people and I can be that can become a natural habit for me to encourage other human beings so those little insignificant things that seem like you don't deserve credit for them, those are the most important to write down because those are the ones you want to grow. That make sense? Yeah, totally does. Um, although
1: I will say that I'm glad you explained it because I didn't really understand that until you just described it. I really thought it was an odd question uh, or not an odd question, but an odd thing to put onto that list.
0: Yeah. And, it's, and in fact, it's the most important one probably.
1: Yeah, in, in in the way you describe it, that makes a lot of sense. Now, um, you know the, the the idea of the seedling, and the at, at least in my mind, it's about kind of paying it forward. Um, in the sense that if we're good to each other, or if, if you're if you're aware of how you're how good how good or how not good you are to the the people that you care about, um, then it forces you to become more present in their lives. In that sense,
0: and what you'll also see here too is some days um, you'll write nothing. And number one, it feels like shit when you have to write the word nothing because you realize that all you did for the day was pay attention to yourself. Um, So that's a really good reality check when you have to write nothing. But that's when I encourage if you have to write nothing, then you have to answer another question. And that's what prevented you. Uh. And that's a, excuse me. And that's meant to be a moment of reckoning with yourself. Why didn't I do anything for anybody else today? Oh, because I was so worried about getting this blah 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 done and I put that above everything else and you start realizing the dynamic this is you know, it's also about realizing the dynamics in your life oh I you know if you're a parent wow I really put work over my family this is a moment of reckoning when you have to write nothing and then you realize it's because you put your work first Um,
1: it it, it also can um, because this is what happened to me in answering that question is that it makes me realize how little I do for myself.
0: <laughs> that's also, I never even thought about that. That's a, that's a fantastic point.
1: Yeah, my, my list for other people was hilarious. Even through all the bullshit that I've been going through for the last week and a half, my list for other people is still ridiculously long, which makes me think that a lot of my anxiety and panic is from not feeling like I don't have enough time for myself, but I feel like I'm that self-imposed.
0: Total. As you go through this, you realize that almost everything that happens to us, other than you know like natural disasters and acts of of violence and stuff like that, are things that we do to ourselves. That's and I think that's for me was one of the most powerful realizations. And I think actually, right now, I want to clarify something. Just because I'm explaining these questions, guys, doesn't mean that I am an expert. Doesn't mean (laughs) I'm a better person. Doesn't mean I am good at any of this shit. The reason that I have to do this every day is because. I'm not good at this shit. Um, it's like when people ask me like, well, you are, you've told me this before. Lam. You're one of the most organized people I know. You know why? Because I'm not. That's why. Because if I don't fucking put stuff on the calendar and I don't do this, my life turns into a balled up piece of paper. Just pure I, chaos. <laughs> there's things that I have to do. And it's not stuff that's innate to me. And this is something, this is not innate to me. These aren't lessons that I know. These are things I researched to make myself better because I sucked at almost everything on this list and I probably still suck at almost all of them. On some days I get lucky and I feel like I get a B and that's a good day. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Another very important one. What three things from the day are you grateful for? Now, this is one people bitch out on all the time. And the way they bitch out on it all the time is they say the same thing every day. Family, I, health,
1: blah, bullshit. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's when I encourage you to go specific. Get more specific. If you feel you're going to repeat something from another day, get more specific. I am grateful for my sister. No, I am grateful that my sister has a good sense of humor because I made a stupid joke today and she laughed, anyways. Boom. Now you're actually being grateful. Now you're actually living in that gratitude.
1: And because it's when, not some—it's not some bullshit feigned up. It's some feigned gratitude.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I mean, uh, ultimately, I think that if you sat and like thought about these and made yourself feel the gratitude, it'd be more powerful. But just acknowledging these things, it surfaces them in your day. You know, so that like if you say like the thing about I don't have a sister, but I know you do. Um, if you had written that, the next time she does that, you're going to remember that you wrote that so it creates this synergy where now like the gratitude is like doubled because it happened again because you're like oh that's that thing that I was grateful for before i do love when she does that and now you really really appreciate her and that's a really powerful powerful technique nice. gratitude is i mean if you really like go through all these guys who seem like they know what they're talking about and i don't mean the bullshit artists i mean the guys who really seem like they know they're talking about gratitude is like on top list for everyone and that's why. And sure. it, it does have to do with your relationship outside yourself too, because you can be grateful for things. Almost all the things you're going to choose are grateful for affect you. But most of them don't originate from you. You know, like uh, when it's raining, I can say, I am grateful that there are not holes in my roof. Well, I didn't build that roof. I didn't, you know, I didn't fix the roof. I didn't put the shingles on the roof. Somebody else did that. And I'm reaping the benefits of something that someone else did. So in a way, this one ties back to gratitude. I mean, it is gratitude, but it ties back to relationships with others. Sure. Okay. For anybody that's bored, we're almost near the end. <laughs> um, what can make tomorrow great? Now, this one is, seems ridiculous and it should be treated ridiculously. Have fun with it um, if you have to. Um, I go through phases where i 'm ridiculous with it and then times where i 'm really realistic with it and um the reason this one is important though is because the way that we view tomorrow is the way that we deal with today, for example, if you know you're if you 're at work and you know you 're going on vacation tomorrow, today's really easy day of work isn 't it oh <laughs> sure. But I if never thought, never thought about it that way. That's actually kind of cool. And if today is the last day of your vacation and you know you have to be at work at 6 a.m. tomorrow, today sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So by thinking about tomorrow, and even that's why you're allowed to dream big on this one, you know, like Jasmine uh, Bleeth. I, I've been watching Friends. That's why she's on my mind. Jasmine uh, oh. Bleeth. I'm going to run into her tomorrow and we're going to make out. I had such a thing for her. Tearing up. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, Very good runner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this, that's why this is important because your tie between today and tomorrow has to do with your feelings and your emotions. So even if you can dream something crazy for tomorrow, you get to connect positivity with tomorrow. Um, What I tend to find, what's really cool with these is when, as you go between those big, crazy, probably not going to happen things and the more realistic things, you, what you're actually doing is you're oscillating your personal need at the time. Sometimes you need those big dreams. And sometimes you need things that are tangible. And that's why you can oscillate with it and be free with it and have fun with it. Um, when I do the ones that are tangible, what's really cool is when I go to do the do this the next day, And it says, you know, uh, what worked in your favor today. I usually flip back to the, or I get to this question somewhere in in here. I'll flip back to the day before and go, "Hey, did that thing that I said will be uh, that thing that I hope happens tomorrow? um, Did that happen?" And that's really cool when it does. You know, it could be something like this person I've been trying to get on the podcast for two months finally replies to me, and then I flip back. I'm like, Ah, they did! Awesome. So you get a little dopamine drop there. So,
1: I, I add small little things to that. Um, small little things, redundant much. Um, <laughs> but but I would add things like I want to smell grass on the breeze, or like I want to pet a puppy. You know, just weird things like that. Um, so they they weren't very grandiose, but they were very like oddly attainable and and and. Like I, I, I found that I felt really good in achieving them. If that makes any sense, like if if any of them happened, like I felt so much more jazzed. Well,
0: totally. That's I mean that that's ties into presence. That's why it's such an open, openly worded thing because you can do that. You could tie it into presence. Maybe presence is something that you really need right now. Oh I mean, yeah. What other people have done here? There's a few people I've had go through this before. What other people have done is they tie it into the focus. So when they get to this question, they say, what's my focus going to be tomorrow? And they, okay, so um, that's going to be my focus today. Well, how can that be something great? You know, like say, I, I'm like, I really need to rip out a podcast tomorrow. So I can say, what would make tomorrow great? I get that podcast done in an hour and I'm proud of it. Boom. Now you tied it into your focus for the next day. Mm. You can tie this one in wherever you want. Now, I said these would be in different order because on my card. It's just because I'm trying to make it fit on my card. Um, in here somewhere. I have them on the top of my card. It's just check boxes or yes, no's for water, meditation, exercise, and reading. You're just checking to see water that's did I drink enough today. You should be drinking about eight glasses a day. Yes or no. This is just all mental health stuff. Those four things, really good for you. Really good for your mental health. Really good for your physical health. So you just want to check in. You don't need to journal about it unless you want to. And then the last two, which seem like the weirdest ones on here, and they're actually in their own separate box on my card. Because they are different, but they really aren't. Check your inboxes. So what you want to do at the end of this, this is the second to last question, you pull out your phone and you open your text message app and you look at everything from today. Who did I talk to today? What did I say to them? Did I make any promises? Did I agree to be anywhere? And you want to grab all of those things and make sure you put them where they need to be. Your to-do app and your calendar or whatever. And then you're going to go into your email and you can do the same thing in your email. And put you, in your email, you have to check your inbox and you have to check your sent box. Because sometimes you send things and you don't get a reply. So you know, make sure that any of your promises, any there, any other apps you use for communication, jump into those too. I have my paper notebook that I carry around, that I write, scribble things down in, I check in there because I'll put to-dos and things in there during the day. So I got to check and make sure that. The reason for this one is, this is not about productivity and I cannot stress that enough. This is not to make you a more productive person. This is to stop you from being a flaky asshole. This question is about relationships and promises that we make to other human beings and keeping them. It's about integrity. And it's about who we are and how we show up in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So when I say I'm going to be at this place and I don't show up because I forgot and it was in the text message and I never went back and looked. Guess what? I'm a flake. Yes. Yeah. When I say uh, like, uh, show notes, I say, hey guys, I'm going to put that in the show notes. And then I don't put it in the show notes. I look like a douche. So this is, this is how we relate to the world. So this is not about productivity. This is about relationships and maintaining them. And just like those seeds, about watering them and about treating people the way that you would want to be treated, which is almost a religious aphorism, but truth in it. And then the last one, what do I need to know for tomorrow? This one is in a way about productivity. You're just going to look at your calendar. You're going to look at your tasks and go, okay. Here's what's going on tomorrow. Do I need anything to achieve those things that I don't have ready yet? You know, like if you're giving a presentation, maybe I should take that, you know, if you were, if it was 1985 and you're giving a presentation and you had a poster board, maybe I should put the poster board by the door so I don't forget it. Things like this. Take care of that. But what's also really important about this is you're doing this at the end of the day. So this is going into your brain. You're thinking about tomorrow. So number one, you're not going to be surprised by tomorrow because you already thought a little bit about tomorrow. So instead of being reactive, you're prepared. So that removes panic and anxiety and stress. And the second thing is, when you go to sleep, your brain processes everything from the day. So your brain gets to think about all those things that you need to know for tomorrow. So when you wake up in the morning, just by sleeping, you'll have done some processing. So if it's something that requires an idea, you might end up waking up with an idea. If it requires something to do with the relationship, you might come up with a different feeling because your brain got to do that. Your subconscious, you're using your subconscious to your advantage. So this one's very important as well. And then what I do at the end is I go back to the Kaizen question and I go back to the big ideas question. Why? Because almost every day when I write in Kaizen is something that I need to do. Because I'm trying to improve something, right? I'm trying to fix something. So I need to grab that. And that's a task. That's something I need to do. Like when I sit in front of the computer, my eyes get a little sore. And one day I wrote down, look into glasses for reducing screen glare. That's a task. I need to do that. And then big ideas. Sometimes it'll be crazy. Sometimes it'll be ideas that you actually want to remember. So you want to write those down somewhere or put them in a file somewhere and then you go back and you do all this shit again the next day. I don't know. I it's just it's intense. Sounds like it's intense, but it fucking works.
1: I feel like the 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 like the, I think the first time I went through it it took me a while. Second time was literally half as long and I feel like now I can probably get through it in about 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's not hard. It's and it's you the thing about it is you can go through it at whatever, whatever speed you want. It's for you.
1: Well, you know what I, I think the biggest thing too is it's intimidating when you first look at it, but every time you do it, it gets a little easier because you're not redoing a lot of this stuff. Like most of the lists already exist after the first two or three times you do it.
0: Right. And, and you know, the thing that the thing that usually takes the most time is remembering the three moments, remembering the three things you learned, and finding the three things you're grateful for. Because that remi- that requires you to roll a decks back through your day, but that's a good process to sit and have to remember your day. That's good. That's good for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: That's time that's valuable. That's not going to ever go on the what did I do that took a lot of time and gave me no value. Anyways, I didn't plan on talking about that that long, but I got excited about it.
1: Um, I feel like I feel like it's really important though. I mean, even if people don't do any of the things... I'm sorry. Even if people don't follow... Your list as it's written. I think some of those questions are so critically important. And if if anyone listening to this episode can pull at least two or three of those really critical questions out and ask themselves those every day, I think it's it's it it gets you one step closer to to having that sanity check for yourself. You know, the the Ford the Ford motion and the, the the progress that you make as a person is defined in in a way that's really really tangible. And that's probably the thing that I've found most useful is that it makes me realize certain things, like that whole. I don't really spend nearly as much time thinking about my own life as I do others. I wouldn't have realized that otherwise.
0: Yeah, it's 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 literally like you're you're smacking yourself in the face with your own truth. Yeah. And that we all need that. I, I just thought it was really important to go back to this this week, not only because you and I are gonna go through it, but because we talked about some dark stuff last week. And I thought it was really important to give people something that granted, if you're feeling suicidal, this is not gonna help you. You need actual help. You know, you need, you need to talk to someone. But if you're feeling depressed and all of those things, this can help. So I just I felt like, a, you know, like we presented a problem. It would be nice to present a possible solution.
1: Well, I think this is, it, it. once you have, I mean, obviously you're right. I mean, I, I don't feel like, if, you, if you're if you having suicidal thoughts, then please go and talk to someone. Please go and get some help. But I feel like once you have a baseline, this is a good way to keep you moving in the direction that you want to go.
0: And that's why it's a, a daily check-in, right? Because if you did this once a week, it wouldn't have as much value. Um, number sure. one, good luck remembering most of this shit at the end of the week.
1: No, it's not, there's no way. It's impossible hell hell i have a hard time doing this at the end
0: of the day to be honest with you oh so do i and and that's the thing i'll tell everybody it's not easy it's not easy because number one there's part of you that's not going to want to do it um because we don't want to face these things so there's a subconscious part of you that won't mm-hmm. want to do it and you're tired at the end of the day but this wouldn't be very valuable at the beginning of the day so that's why it has to be at the end of the day yeah because it's a it's a it's a reflection upon the day. And I feel like it's, it's a good way to go to bed, too. Uh, that being said, though, I feel like at
1: the very, very end of the day was tougher for me. Oh, yeah. I never do that. Than, than doing it like maybe an hour and a half to two hours before you go to sleep.
0: Yeah, I do it. Um, I usually go to bed about... Lately, I've been going to bed about one in the morning, which is an improvement. Um, so I usually do this about 10 p.m. 10 mm-hmm. at night.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Before I turn on the TV.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before I turn my brain off, essentially is kind of what this is the last thing that that requires any real mental power.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, like checking out. And you know by going through that um what do I need to know for tomorrow question, it makes it really easy to turn off for the rest of the night because you go okay, I'm ready for tomorrow.
1: Oh speaking of which by the way, do you, what if we're if we're closing on this particular subject, I would like to know what your wind down looks like.
0: My wind down like what do I do every day? Yeah, like
1: because I definitely have a very clear process for winding down.
0: Um, why don't, well, since I've been talking so much, why don't you start with yours and then we'll go back to me after.
1: Well, I feel like it's something that I've really been working on the last year of my life, You know, given um, the, the changes that I'm trying to make and trying to be healthier and all that kind of stuff is definitely some kind of way that um, I, can, I, I can create a process to turn my brain off at the end of the night. Otherwise, I just literally live in anxiety and stress. Um, and most of us are. Most of us do that without being aware of it. I mean, I, I'm. I know I wasn't really aware of it um, until it had a tangible physical effect. I think the word of the night is tangible. Um, but, but because we of that,
0: like Peewee's Playhouse. Yeah. Uh-huh,
1: um, <laughs> I had. I had, speaking of weird ass thoughts. Um, uh, speaking of big ideas from your list, my big idea the other day was: what if you had a uh, Peewee's Playhouse where Peewee met another Peewee? Um From an alternate universe, I
0: like that, you know, like the one who didn 't get in trouble for,
1: yeah, like the one that ended up being like a businessman and he 's totally normal and and <laughs> they just slowly trade places. I think it'd be hilarious, um, so my wind down process, I now have it down to it 's funny because i I started it I started with a really long one, and then it got really short. Um, because I felt like, um, I was becoming more efficient. And then I, I really realized that it actually served, it was more effective longer. Um, so basically the beginning of my wind down starts with me eating a gummy bear. Um, and then I listen to three songs off of a playlist that I have, um, which, strangely is called the kill yourself playlist it's i really like i really like sad songs I, i don't know any other way to describe it so i have this playlist that's now up to like 100 songs of like some of the saddest songs in the history of mankind um i listen to three of those songs um and then i'll read 10 pages from something random so i have this bookshelf with poetry and prose and books of every kind, including fiction and nonfiction. And I will literally just read 10 pages of whatever. It doesn't even matter. I'll just pick something random based on how I feel that night. And then I watch something for half an hour that doesn't require me to think much. And that's my process. What's that? Soft show. Yeah, some kind of soft show. Um, but you know what's weird though, is that my brain gravitates towards the serious. So lately it actually hasn't been soft shows. Hmm. Yeah, like um I think the softest that it's gotten lately has been Battlestar Galactica, which is not very soft, but because I've seen it enough times, I think it's become soft in a very different way for me. Like I feel like I just like drama in general um when it comes to how I consume entertainment. So um like I don't I don't watch I I, I don't really find uh, things like Friends or How I Met Your Mother. I mean, I love those shows, don't get me wrong, but I don't find them really that relaxing. But for some stupid reason, I find really dramatic shows, especially sci fi dramatic shows like Firefly or Battlestar Galactica, to be really relaxing. I could see that to some
0: degree. And, and so, training my reading from Star Trek.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. And TNG is definitely on that list, and so is Deep Space Nine. Um, but so from beginning to end, my entire process is one hour, and there's literally there literally hasn't been a night probably in the last two years where there's some permutation of that process hasn't
0: existed. Mine is I'm not even sure how to answer mine because there's there's the what it was, <laughs> then there's the alterations because of um, anxiety reflaring, and then there's the dog equation, which is just shaking everything up. But currently it's base I mean it's a good question. Where do I go before that? So around <laughs> I'll do this. You know, I'll do my my daily check-in. I'll go with what I'm doing now. That's probably the best way to answer it. Um I'll go through this and I'll do this. And then I will when I finish that, I turn on the TV. And I have actually a fairly specific process when it comes to TV. I will usually watch whatever's the most serious and the darkest first. So if I'm watching, like I've watched the first three episodes of um, Westworld, still haven't really got pulled in to where I'm obsessed with it. Um, but I'll, I'll start with that. Or if it's a crime show, I'll start with that. Um, then I'll usually go to something a little bit lighter, um, Pushing Daisies, which I'm still finishing the last of that second season. Oh, great show or um, a show that I found is a great soft show that's really good to rip through, the new Hawaii 5 I've been enjoying oh. that. I like crime shows. The way you feel about sci-fi, which I do too, I feel about crime shows. Um, but I, I like the serious ones, like True Detective, and I like the soft ones like this. And Scott Kahn is actually really fucking funny. So, anyways, I'll watch that, maybe one, depending on, um, depending on how I'm feeling. One or two, um, sometimes there'll be something you know. There's shows that I see that are only um, coming in once a week. You know, like the Orville or um, Curse of Oak Island or something like that. If one of those has come up, then I'll, I'll, I'll watch one of those before I go over to Hawaii Five O, Then I'll watch the Hawaii Five O um, before before Hawaii Five I think I was doing CSI, um, just something more serious, about an hour long, but soft. You know, it's not to be taken too seriously. And then I'll switch to Friends. And I'll watch one, two episodes of that. And then the dog will probably already be in bed. So then I will get in bed. And I try to turn off the lights and um, either do like a five or 10 minute meditation or um, and or read for about 15 minutes in a book. In the Kindle, I should say, because the lights are off. And then uh, I kind of lay around and I lay in bed for about 15, 20 minutes thinking and I, I kind of run scenarios through my head and stuff like that, and then I fall asleep <laughs> in a scenario.
1: Oh, I forgot there is a soft thing I do. Um I look at uh 10, five to ten minutes worth of either puppy photos or videos.
0: Hmm. I got a live one. I got a live one, so I don't have to worry. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I miss having a dog, man. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but it's the first time in my life and got over like 25 years where I haven't had a dog um, just because of how much Crystal and I traveled and work and are never home. We just feel like it'd be unfair to the end to, to have a dog. Right. Um, but I, dude, I'm so bummed by that. You have no idea.
0: Oh, I forgot. I also, oh, every night oh, I have right. a... A mug of lavender chamomile tea, which is like quaaludes. <laughs> that stuff makes me fucking tired. I also take my medicine about midnight, so I, I take my medicine and I have one of those, and I'm like, okay, I'm tired. That's right, why I started I gotta, going to bed earlier. I
1: need to try the chamomile tea thing, man. Like, especially with what's been going on lately, I've been having a hard time finding a way to relax.
0: Yeah, I can see, I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the last few days have been really good. And then today I had some anxiety today. I don't know what the hell, why it keeps flaring back up, but it sucks. Uh, something really cool though, is dealing with it, (laughs) facing it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Easier said than done though, I
0: suppose, you know, always, always easier said than done. You know, um, so I have, I think just because the anxiety has been flaring up, I have this, um, weakness around the time that I take my medicine. I've mentioned it before. Where if I have anxiety of any sort, about a half hour before or after I take my pill, before it's really sunk in, um, then I'll you know get filled with adrenaline and I'll have a panic attack. Um, so like today, I made the mistake. I took my pill because uh, I take it twice a day. I took it at noon um, and then I hooked the dog up and I started walking And I don't know if it was just like standing up and then moving. So I had an accelerated heart rate, naturally, healthily, had an accelerated heart rate. Just made my subconscious mind freak out like, oh, why is the heart rate fast? And because the medicine hadn't sunk in yet, boom, my heart rate went went up to like 137. Like, oh, man. But I had this moment where I'm like, okay, I could go back to the house. And I thought, no, I don't want to be a fucking agoraphobic. I don't want to run home every time this happens. I have to deal with this. So I just kept walking and and Mm. it just slowly went back down. And on the way back, of course, I'm nervous that it's going to happen again. Right. So I'm on the way back and I don't, there was this song playing in Starbucks. Um, I don't know what the song was, but I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Touch of Gray by the Grateful Dead. I'm not a huge Grateful Dead fan, but I really remember that song because the video with all the skeletons playing the instruments. Um, so I, for some reason, I'm like, I want to listen to that song right now because it was nice out and I was, I was worried, but I'm like, maybe walking in the sun and listening to music will be a really good experience for me right now. Give me like a positive feeling. So I put that song on and holy shit, dude, if that wasn't the fucking perfect song for someone having anxiety. <laughs> Have you ever like, I don't even know if you know that song. Do You know that song? Oh yeah, I know that song. Have you ever paid attention not to the like the have you really paid attention to it? Not it, really. It's it's like the I don't the verses, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I've only I haven't really I've only paid attention to it for one day really the lyrics. It seems like he's presenting situations um but they're kind of abstracted, you know, he's kind of like playing with words more than anything. Mm-hmm. But then the chorus, think about this from someone who's in anxiety, someone who's in a point of depression, any of these things, it's all right, I will get by, I will survive. It's it's, it's a man reassuring himself. Oh, so sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking down the street and then I'm hearing, it's all right, I will, I will get by, I will survive. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is like the perfect song. But then there's like this, i I listened to it like three times in a row because it's like a 20 minute rock, right? Um, The third time I noticed something that I didn't notice before. And I don't know if it's purposeful, but this is how I interpreted it. Near the end of the song, the chorus changes. So he's singing that himself. But then at the end of the song, him and like three or four other people sing the chorus together and it's, it's all right. We will get by. We will survive. And I was like, "Oh!" And it felt like it's like, and remember, you're not in this alone. And it's just like the perfect fucking song for that moment. <laughs> perfect wow, finish.
1: It's so it you know that's that's an experience that I've been having lately with this kill myself playlist. Um, I'm sorry if that offends anyone. I don't really mean it that way, but um, there's definitely moments where I'll listen to certain songs, like Pink Moon by Nick Drake or some Van Morrison song and realize how fucking brilliant they are, man.
0: Oh yeah. especially. I mean,
1: there's some, there's oh. some really brilliant lyrics in this world. I mean, it's unbelievable how good some of those songs really, really are. If you take your time and listen to them. And I, it's, it's funny because I was never really that huge a Johnny Cash fan until recently when I started to really listen to the lyrics and realize how fucking genius he is. There's,
0: there's something about older music that um, it's superbly yeah. understated. And it takes time for you to realize what's really going on. You know, like, I, I feel like uh, that whole Astral Weeks album by Van Morrison was like, uh, I listened yeah. to it like five or six times before I was like, oh my God. This is like a work of genius. Sure, totally. Because it just feels like it's kind of all over the place and it feels weird. And then all of a sudden you start connecting and you're like, oh, wow. This is beautiful. hmm um, I, that's. I mean, that's, I, I, that's the thing about the Touch of Grey thing, too, is like, that's what's amazing about music, right? It's, it's, it has this, it's infused with something. The good music is infused with something, and every once in a while, you connect with what's in it. You know, you connect with the spirit of the song, or what you think is the spirit of the song.
1: Sure. And and that that can also change, too, by the way. Totally. Um, and I feel like with my experience lately, I'm starting to get this sense of, of how important even the performance of the music itself is, um, and not just the lyrics or the the composition or anything like that, but the actual performance, um, the, 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 the one that, the, the song that I recently added to, um, the playlist was, um, a version of a song that Radiohead hadn't put on an album until now, even though it's one of their oldest songs. Um, and it's because Tom York in a couple of interviews has said that he could never get it quite right. Um, this The song is True Love Waits and it's mm-hmm. haunting um, in the version they have now. But given how long I've been a Radiohead fan, I've heard so many different versions of that song. And this one finally is the one that feels right.
0: Yeah, that was the one that was on the live album. Which was I thought was a really good version. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I know the the current one though. Oh, the latest
1: one is amazing, man! It's so different, but it's unbelievable.
0: I'll have to look that up.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you later. And if we can muster it, I'll, I'll find the. If there's a video of it, I'll, I'll find a way to stick it in the show notes.
0: Um, you know what? I, I'm looking at all my notes here. They're so all over the place. None of these connect to anything we've been talking about. <laughs> Do you have any notes that connect to anything that we've been talking about? No,
1: not, not even. I haven't even talked about a single thing on my list yet.
0: Well, mine are, one's funny. It says productivity is bullshit. <laughs> I don't oh, think we man. need that
1: one. <laughs> we
0: can but get I, rid of that one.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's weirdly true, though. I feel like we can have an hour-long conversation about just that.
0: Yeah, it's just overplayed. I think that. I mean, I, I you could probably tell just from the way I was talking about trying to separate myself from productivity and my explanation of that daily checklist. Um. Oh, by the way, so this is this is interesting. We don't have to have a huge conversation about this, but uh, DC is going hard on TV shows right now. Have you heard about this DC Universe thing?
1: Yeah, I, I just saw that like a maybe a couple of hours ago. They're they're, I mean, I guess if they're not going to win the battle with the MCU on the big screen, they might as well attempt to go after it
0: on the small screen. It's an interesting strategy because for anybody who doesn't know, DC Universe is going to be a streaming service. It's, it's, it's very interesting because you'll be able to stream TV shows that they're making, uh, movies, DC movies, and comic books. Uh, obviously, you're not streaming comic books, but you'll be able to, to read the comic books. But what's really fascinating to me about it is, number one, they have a lot of successful TV shows on WC. Um, is that what it's still called? No, CWC.
1: Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it changes every couple of years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember when it was UPN. Um yeah. But anyways, you know they have Arrow, the Arrowverse. They call it. Um, so they have that, but then they have, I think maybe they have some on another. Do they? Oh, they have Gotham. Gotham is on Fox, and then uh, I think that's it as far as where they are. So they're, they're dropping this, and what I think is really funny about this is it's a comic book streaming thing and it's their strategy is smarter than CBS's all access because CBS dropped that all access thing and there were shit for shows on there you know you had Star Trek Discovery which was like the only pull for people Um, these guys are dropping six new shows which is just mind-boggling the amount of money they must have dumped into this And I don't know anything about the other five, but I've seen the trailer for Titans, which is Teen Titans, if you guys are familiar with it. This is like the adult version. Um, And the quality is high quality, so this isn't cheap shit. Um, But then they're also dropping Doom Patrol, Stargirl, which I don't know what the fuck that is, um, Harley Quinn, Swamp Thing, and Young Justice Outsiders. I don't read a lot of DC comics, but I remember Doom Patrol from when I was a kid, and everybody knows Swamp Thing and Harley Quinn.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I really want to see the Harley Quinn one. <laughs> so I think that's one of the sexiest characters ever designed.
0: I want to see them all just because I'm curious how good they'll be. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. But you, I, know what, I, you, know what,
1: you know what's even more fascinating about that is that they've kept that under wraps for so long.
0: Right? Yeah. How come there weren't like leaks? Of tit- I think it's because they leaked Titans. So, everybody thought that's all they were doing. So, they, you know, it was like a decoy almost, a real decoy. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about the shows, but I hope they're successful. I really do because why not? I, the only thing, the only problem I have with it is um, it's really appealing to me, but I don't know that I'm going to pay $8 a month. That's a lot.
1: That'd be, I mean, I hope it's worth it because I'm going to do it.
0: I don't know how it could be.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. To be um, real. I mean, but but you are paying paying for a season of The Orville too.
0: Well, no, no, I'm not buying The Orville. I have Hulu.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were because I bought it. I bought the last season anyway.
0: So here's here's the. Th- this is why I say it's too much. Is not because eight dollars a month is crazy for them to ask. They're just not realizing the value that the market has already established. What the market has already established is uh, $9 or $8 Hulu. And you get five, 600, 700, maybe thousands of TV shows and hundreds and hundreds of movies. I'm not sure. They don't have that. So you're going to charge me the same for giving me and 50 times less.
1: I assume their argument will be quality over quantity. And if it's a good enough show, would you just pay for it outright?
0: I think in all honesty, what their argument is actually going to be is you're paying for the comic books. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the Marvel... Um, DC never had an unlimited thing for comics. But the Marvel unlimited thing was like 5 or $6 a month. So yeah, it's like you're paying for the comics, and then you get, you know for two or three bucks more, you get these TV shows. Um, but what I've found is these TV shows that go on to these things, they don't do well, even if they're good. Um, I'm trying to think of some examples. Uh, who had what was the preacher on? Oh, um, is that on Showtime? Was that Showtime?
1: No, American Gods was on Showtime, huh? Uh, God, I don't even... No, I think American Gods was... um, Was that A&E?
0: No, I'm pretty sure... Oh, Stars. American Gods was Stars.
1: That's what I was thinking about.
0: Um, Let me look at The Preacher. So The Preacher, which is a fantastic comic um, or graphic novel, sorry. Um, And I'm sure that the TV show is fantastic because I've seen clips of it and it looks very high quality TV show. Here we go. Network, but they had it on this network. So nobody's watched it. Um, this one is AMC. So AMC is walking dead. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um, So I don't know. People seem to watch the walking dead. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's not that good. It's, I mean, it's up for a third season. That's all by the way, that's also DC. Um yeah. it's a different universe, of course, because it's technically a vertigo. Um but then you have like um one of the most underrated comic shows out there is Cloak and Dagger. And Cloak and it is fucking really well done. It is I mean it I would say it's it's probably in the top three as far as quality out there. Um the writing, the acting, everything is just in the way that they deal with the subject matter is just really, really well done. And it's less about having powers than it is about life.
1: I have not seen a single episode. I feel like a shithead.
0: It's it's great. It's really great. There's only... I think there's only one season so far. Um, But it's on Freeform. Now, I get to see it because it comes through Hulu. Mm -hmm. But it's on Freeform. Nobody even knows what the fuck Freeform is. I don't know what the hell it is. It's because Freeform is a rebrand. Um, let me let me look at. Remember what I have never heard of that in my life. I literally have nobody no idea has. That. It was, it was another thing, and there's uh, I'm delaying right now because <laughs> I'm trying to. By time, the, by time. Freeform TV channel. There we go. Sometimes Netflix. I mean, um, Wikipedia doesn't pull up what you want. It was. It's owned by Disney, first of all. Um, previously, it was looking the Family Channel. Okay, so probably people, anybody that's heard of the Family Channel, you might know that the only thing that the Family Channel was known for was being the home of shithead Pat Robertson's The Seven Hundred Club, um, which is. A, religious program with a very um, not good person. (laughs) Uh, That's my personal opinion. But um, if you take five minutes to actually look into the guy, you'll agree with me. So anyhow, the funny thing is, so they rebranded, right? Because they wanted to get out of just doing family programming. Um, They wanted to do it. And by the way, the network's been around since 1977. It's an old ass network. Um, I think it's been rebranded multiple times, but the funny thing is, so they rebrand Freeform and they make this show, and the show is fucking really well done. You know, it's Disney and ABC partnership, right? So it's it's I think ABC is owned by Disney, but anyways, um, but they're still stuck with the Seven Hundred Club because they have this fucking, like, really long-ass contract that they can't get out of. So they're trying to make, make less family programming. You know, I mean, this, this show's not filthy or anything like that, but it's just, like, it's more adult show. But they're still stuck with this, you know, hateful preacher that they have to put on every day <laughs> because of a fucking contract. So I don't think that they're ever going to take off. So you'll probably never hear of Freeform other than me mentoring it, which means that uh, Cloak & Dagger is probably doomed. Oh, sure. Anyways.
1: Do you you think there's any hope that... Because I always always have this weird inherent hope now that any show that's really promising um, will be saved by Netflix if it happens to die otherwise. They don't seem to do that anymore. Yeah, they don't. They actually don't.
0: Once they started making their own shit, they don't save anything anymore. And I loved when they did that. You know, like, even though that I didn't see the most recent episode, of Arrested Development, but the first one they did for Netflix solo... Um, even though that wasn't that great of a season, I was still glad they saved the show. Yeah, I agree. But um, there's
1: I, I think part of the reason why I'm starting to lose that hope is because there's so many shows that they promised they've saved and or or maybe not even Netflix as a company has promised, but you know, things like Firefly, for example, or Hannibal, which are shows that I absolutely adored that I, I hoped would land on their feet somewhere.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe now that Apple's coming into the game, maybe they'll be the one that starts saving shows. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of big players that
1: are spending serious money now, right? Like Amazon Prime's in on that mix, like the the brand new um Disney channel that's coming out, the Disney yeah, stream it's be a mess. Oh, it's you know, I think they'll figure it out though, to be honest with you, as long as there are certain people that are left out of the decision making process. Like I really do think that there are some people at the helm at Disney who are just just not great decision makers when it comes to certain franchises. Like I think of what's happened with the latest round of, of Star Wars movies. And I just, I, I barf at the, the possibility that anything else can go that
0: far south that quickly. <laughs> I finally watched Solo. And I have to say, it's not that bad.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't mind Solo. I, I thought Solo was a much better movie than The Last Jedi.
0: Me too. And it, I mean, granted, I you can tell that it was a project that got jumped from director to director because there were some parts that didn't work so well but it was mostly the beginning once it started once it got going and he was connected with um woody harrelson the movie was pretty solid
1: yeah i agree i did i don't know how i feel about the ending still with amelia clark's character um heading towards the dark side and how that's that was kind of veiled the whole time yeah i didn't think there was enough to really give that narrative meat. So I didn't really care that she went to the dark side because I never really saw her as positive to begin with.
0: Yeah, I thought Um, it was going to happen the whole time.
1: Yeah, I I feel like there should have been a lot more to that because I feel like that story would have been much more interesting to me and would have paralleled into something that I would have liked a lot more if there was some connection to the Star Wars universe through her.
0: Well, you know, you knew that that had to happen because Han didn't have a girlfriend when he met Leia. And this happens literally, what, like a month before that happens?
1: Yeah, something like that. Well,
0: at the the end of the movie, they're going to see Jabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, going to be but, on Tatooine. <laughs> so that's the beginning of the fourth movie.
1: But who knows if that's the first time he goes to Tatooine or not? You know what I mean? Like in the in true, the
0: but considering like, that he's the same age as, as Harrison Ford was, basically. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like by the
1: time we see um, Episode Four, um, Chewie and and Han had been to Mos Eisley quite a few times. You know there's a familiarity with that place that they probably wouldn't have had on the first uh, first yeah, visit
0: that's true, so we'll say maybe a year, but yeah, he like knew he wasn't gonna have a girlfriend because he didn't sure totally but you know, I think that the reason that that you didn't feel that way too is because of the weakness at the beginning of the movie because the beginning of the movie should have built that relationship up more, and it didn't sure. And, and it's surprising because usually Ron Howard um even though he had to rescue the film um Ron Howard's usually really good at establishing relationships in films. Um say what you will about the Langdon films um you know Angels and Demons and all those. I like them. I think they're really well done. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm I'm thinking my way through them now. I've okay. it them I, don't really I don't, <laughs> the only one that I named by title was Angels and Demons and of the three that's the one I haven't seen. That's pretty funny yeah and that's what's what's her name too felicity jones from uh rogue one yep 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 i
1: also actually oh i loved rogue one i'm going to tell you that right now That's I my really favorite star Wars movie
0: after empire
1: i completely agree with that i really love donnie yen's character in there as well the the blind um I, I i i have a thing for for certain old um asian archetypes and archetypes in movies um and the blind swordsman's definitely one of mine
0: Yep. yeah Satoichi.
1: Satoichi. There you go.
0: Um, let's see. Since we're talking about TV, can I tell you about the... <laughs> Are you selling me a timeshare? <laughs> can I tell you about this show? <laughs> Sounds like a lead into a commercial, <laughs> right? Can I tell you about this oceanfront property I have in Arizona? Oh man. Oh man. Um, so uh, shit, I don't remember how I found this. That would have been a really good thing to write down. <laughs> it's probably through a podcast, let's be honest. Where's uh, your fucking list now, Chad? But it's TV, And it is a five-part documentary series. And you're going to laugh at first, but let me continue after that. <laughs> okay. About gremlins. This is a real documentary. Um, It's fucking really well done. For something that's like so niche, like that, um, what the hell? It the production quality of this is is probably one of the better produced documentaries on the supernatural or the uh, cryptozoology, whatever you want to call that I've ever seen. Um, the production is fantastic. I've only watched the first episode, but uh, I should probably explain a little bit more too. That the the gremlins are just a word that people... So Hellier's a place, it's a city. Um, it's just a word that some of the people use to describe these creatures that have been seen there for decades. Some people call them, you might remember this term, Tommyknockers. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Some people, I can't remember what the other term There's like three or four terms that it, depending on what city... Because it's all this like cross-state regional mm-hmm. area. Depending on which uh, town or city or county you're in, then they use that term. Um, but the way they're described is they kind of look like the gray aliens. They're like uh,
1: th- big um, eyes, small bodies, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, it's really interesting. I just like the 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 basic the first thing is they just kind of explain how you know they got this couple got sent this le- this email and they kind of just did this um research and um it's like this guy saying he's like a uh, you know like I'm I'm going to give you a fictional name or I guess he says that that uh his he had to move out of his house because these creatures his kids would talk about seeing the something like the the kids playing in the forest or whatever they would always talk about this and he said one night He saw like um, something standing like in the light, like the moonlight or something. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And then, um, then he saw another one, and he ended up seeing three of them. And they make these weird like noises, like squawking noises to each other. Um, But he didn't; he couldn't see them clearly. Like they're far out, so he's still not really digesting what he's seen. And then I guess like they they had to move out of the house because the kids got freaked out because these things would come up and fucking they were not tall enough to look in the windows. So they'd reach up with their hand and tap on the windows.
1: Oh, dude, that is not okay.
0: <laughs> so there's all these stories about these tunnels, these underground tunnels in 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 Hellier and their are areas around where they think that these things live. What? Um, obviously, I have no idea if this is true or not, but fucking really fascinating. Wait fascinating.
1: a minute! No, 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 no! You can't. I mean, you can't just gloss over this shit. That's strange. Like, are you all right? I have to see this now. I don't. Yeah, know at least watch the first one. Instead.
0: I'm going to watch all five, but obviously not in one day. But okay, so
1: where where are these things again? It,
0: it, in Hellier. I don't know where Hellier no, is. No,
1: no, no. I mean, where can I watch this?
0: Oh, it's called hellier.tv. H, it's on YouTube as well. Um, H-E-L-L-I-E-R.tv. Oh, man. That is and, not okay. Dude. And you'll see, if you go to that right now, um, you'll see like a, a really, really well done mock-up of what they think these creatures look like like high high i mean oh that is
1: not oh yeah i'm looking at it now what the isn't that fuck? great
0: quality by the
1: way Dude, that is weirdly good quality actually it's better than most alien movies all right that, um yeah okay so this does actually finally touch on something that's on one of my lists here good um <laughs> it, it, i have a hilariously irrational fear of those gray aliens
0: oh you're gonna love this then <laughs>
1: Like, I am petrified <laughs> of these things. Like, I don't know why either. I mean, I know they're like, I have no reason to be afraid of them, I guess. But I I, I think a string of movies kind of did it for me. The first of which was freaking Communion with Christopher Walken. Remember yeah. that thing?
0: We've talked about that on here before. Oh
1: my goodness, dude. Like, from that moment on, like anything that even resembles that. Like, a lot of people thought The Fourth Kind wasn't a great movie, but that movie scared the shit out of me. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I have a I have an irrational fear of aliens. That guy who wrote communion just wrote a new book too. Oh, really? Jeez, dude. I can't remember I, his name. I I
1: I don't know if I'm like emotionally ready to read it.
0: Whitley Strieber, Strieber. That's right.
1: Yeah, um, that's that's terrifying. Okay, yeah, that image is burned in my brain now, dude.
0: Afterlife Revolution.
1: Oh, that is not okay. Oh, Jeez, I, that
0: guy's written a lot of books.
1: Dude, I can't even I can't even look at this for more than 5 seconds. <laughs> it's so bad the documentary because, is really cool. Yeah, because you're because you're right like the the production quality of this thing is just shocking
0: oh it's it's beautiful I mean the how documentary how, do they have, is how, do they, how do
1: they have a budget to do this who are these
0: guys so I don't know anything about these people before this so this is um planet weird which you see the logo right now I think they're a YouTube channel okay um, that does like they like a supernatural investigations or whatever. It's a husband and wife, but then they teamed up with these other guys that are documentary filmmakers. Somehow uh, if you watch the first episode, you'll, you'll see, but um, they somehow there was some kind of synergy where they ended up meeting. Mm -hmm. um, And then they decided to work on this together. And so I think that the reason the quality is so good is because the other guys are the ones that are producing it.
1: I gotcha. That makes sense.
0: Um but yeah, it's 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 really I mean, they know what they're doing as far as the technical I mean, aspects.
1: Let me tell you, Chad, like I have a physical sensation when I look at this picture.
0: It's really cool. I haven't even seen that before because that wasn't the the homepage looked different last time I went there.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I I actually have like a very visceral reaction to the image of these things. Like, it actually it it increases my heart rate. My palms are getting sweaty. Like, it, and I don't know if it's because I've maybe been abducted at some point, and now it's just. Burned into my subconscious, but I am scared shitless of these things. I have no idea why. Which is really... new from microchips. In in my normal life, I'm actually a fairly brave human being. Like I'm not afraid of heights. Like I'll stand on cliff edges and stuff like that. I, I, I'm not afraid of much, but for some stupid reason, these damn gray aliens scare the shit out of me.
0: It's unsolved mysteries too.
1: Yeah, unsolved mysteries. A little bit X Files in there too, as well.
0: Yeah, just I mean, it's like the I'm alone in the house and it's dark and the fucker standing at the end of my bed type thing. Oh, my God, Unsolved
1: Mysteries. Yeah, that's probably a big contributor to this as well.
0: Yeah, and that music.
1: Oh. <laughs> and Robert Stack's alien-ass voice. Like We've talked about Robert Stack in, in various chunks throughout. Yeah, the, he's one of our patron saints. Mm, yeah, true.
0: Um. So let's take you out of things that you're afraid of. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know what I'm thinking of doing? It's kind of expensive, but I've been thinking about doing that Great Courses Plus. Wait, what is that? Great Courses Plus? Have you heard of that? No, I don't know what that is. So originally um it started out the Great Courses. The Great Courses is like online classes. Um but you can just buy them. So like if you go to the great courses dot um, com or whatever, yeah, or whatever. I sound brilliant there. Um <laughs> <laughs> If you go there and you know, like I'm, I'm there right now. So I see Fundamentals <laughs> of Photography by Joel. Oh, Sinkmore. yeah, yeah. I have heard of this. Never mind. Boom. $49.99 and I get the class, right? Yeah. Well, The Great Courses Plus is um, a monthly service. So you're not buying the classes. Um, and I think it's all video. Okay.
1: is that Does that just mean you're buying access? Yeah. So it's like okay. a Netflix or whatever, right? Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm typing it in right now. I think it's 19.99 a month, though. So it's pretty expensive. But if you think about it in the sense that you're actually taking full classes, I mean, you're not going to get credit. I don't think you get accreditation for any of it. But I mean, just I, like I clicked in, and I'm like, okay, let's just see. Literature. Boom. We've got great utopian dystopian works of lit- literature. 24 lectures. The great secrets of The Secrets of Great Mystery and Suspense Fiction, 36 lectures. English Grammar Boot Camp, 24 lectures. I mean, these are extensive courses.
1: Jeez, yeah, that's more extensive than I would have imagined. That's kind of crazy.
0: So I've been thinking, I'm like, maybe that would be really cool to dive into something like that.
1: I mean, might as well. I mean, you spend money on things you really enjoy. So, I mean, if you just enjoy learning, especially at that level of density, then you might as well try it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love to just go through some of these. You know, like even like the music courses. Like, cool. Here you go. 23 greatest solo piano works, 24 lectures. Damn. Oh,
1: huh, Interesting.
0: I don't know how you learn piano on video, but I guess you got to have a piano. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I've seen quite a few of those. Um, there's a couple of channels that do that on, on um youtube and basically um they teach at various levels like they they like if you like a certain song for example then they, there's a simple version an easy version a intermediate version and a super advanced version um and they teach you the skills not just through the basics of the actual instrument the, the instrument itself but also um via a song or something like that some piece that you really like so you can stay engaged with it
0: and what's what's interesting about this too is these are I'm reading the website, so I'm going to sound like a commercial. We're not getting paid for this because if we were, I wouldn't be contemplating whether (laughs) to spend the money on this (laughs) because I would ask for my own free membership. But it says, um, Brilliant and award-winning professors from the Ivy League and other top schools, experts from National Geographic, the Smithsonian Culinary Institute of America, the Mayo Clinic, and more. Mm -hmm. There's that other one too that I want. I see those master classes and I keep wanting to buy one of those things too.
1: Yeah. Those commercials are cool. There's quite a few people that I actually really love and respect that do commercials for those things. Like Annie Leibovitz is doing
0: one. And that almost instantly had me. What's that? They're not doing commercials. They're teaching classes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Like how about this? Carlos Santana teaches you how to play guitar. Oh, geez. Really? Okay. Uh, you know, this, the, this one is like no joke. Like, these are the teachers that everybody wishes they could have. Like, uh, let's see. What are some other ones? Yeah, like I
1: would love to learn portraiture through Annie yeah. Leibovitz.
0: Annie Leibovitz teaches photography. Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking. Yep, saw that. Mm-hmm. Tom Morello teaches guitar.
1: That's badass.
0: I would, Malcolm I, Gladwell I, teaches writing. What? Margaret Atwood teaches writing. Oh. Huh. Thomas Keller teaches cooking. David Axelrod and Carl Rove teach campaign strategy and messaging. Speaking of Dan Brown, Dan Brown teaches writing thrillers. Mm. Stephen Curry teaches shooting, ball handling, and scoring. Holy shit. Wait, wow. Ste-
1: Wait, Steph Curry is actually te- teaching a class on there as well?
0: Yep. Um, what? Oh, holy shit.
1: Wait, isn't it a monthly subscription too? It's it like is a- now.
0: It used to be you had to buy the classes. Now it's one hundred and eighty dollars a year. That's no less. Way. That's less than what is that? What, is that like a? It's a little over ten dollars a month. That's less than great courses. That's so
1: worth it, dude. Oh, and I'm gonna get this one. Considering, considering the the basically the the the, the all star team of various creative things that you just named. I mean, for ten bucks a month,
0: this is everybody. shockingly worth it. Ken Burns teaches documentary filmmaking. What? Chris Chris Hadfield (laughs) teaches space exploration. How about that one? Oh,
1: yeah. Like, I wonder what kind of lessons you can possibly give on space exploration.
0: (laughs) Helen Mirren teaches acting. Speaking of Ron Howard, Ron Howard teaches directing. Judd Apatow teaches comedy. Aaron Sorkin teaches screenwriting. Arl Stein teaches writing for young audiences. Martin Scorsese teaches film writing. Holy shit. James Patterson I teaches writing. Judy Blome. I,
1: I, I want the Sorkin one. I still, he, I, I still think he writes the best dialogue on TV.
0: Dead Mouse, Hans Zimmer, Sandra Rhimes, David Mamet. fuck me, Mark Jacobs, Steve Martin, Gary Kasparov. There you go. <laughs> That's the way to learn chess. Kas-
1: Kasparov's going to teach me chess. That would be interesting actually i've seen some of his youtube videos actually a surprisingly engaging guy and for some odd reason i just made the natural assumption that any russian chess player would not be very engaging
0: Werner herzog reba mcintyre samuel jackson holy god man who isn't on here me (laughs) (laughs) spike lee wolfgang puck usher wow that's for 180 dollars a year that is a fucking deal whose business is this
1: and how how much are they paying these people
0: like gordon ramsay come on seriously they got to be paying him in hookers or something
1: yeah hookers and bloke that's the currency of the world
0: i can't believe this and i'm i'm i've not exhausted serena williams herbie hancock i could keep going
1: basically if you just picked famous names out of a hat you'd probably find them on there somewhere
0: there's been like is, two people on this whole list that i've never heard of
1: is is there an, is there an app for it or is it just a website
0: Oh that's a good question.
1: I feel like we're just literally doing a commercial for this thing now.
0: Yeah, we're just doing whatever the fuck we want. Jody Foster. Um Fody Joster.
1: Oh dude, they totally have an app.
0: Yep, app store right there. Blue. That is that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that might I'll be just... something that we'll be talking about more in the future. Yeah, I'm downloading
1: that just to check it out. That's that's interesting.
0: Wow. All right. Well, do you have anything on your list you'd like to talk about, or do well, you want to shoot I mean, this thing in the foot?
1: I feel like I feel like post scary aliens. There's not much else I can say anymore.
0: All right. Well, hopefully you guys made it this far into the episode. So where we got random again, um, I kind of wish that I had done what I did at the beginning, closer to the end, instead of at the beginning.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what you just said right now
0: um the whole that was the most that was the most
1: concerning what you've said tonight and that's the most confusing sentence you've said that's very
0: odd the whole explanation of the checklist i kind of wish i'd done it closer to the end of the episode instead of the beginning i see uh so that it didn't deter people but i guess maybe um gray aliens and uh, the dc universe could have deterred them too i don't know people come back for some reason so i guess we'll just keep doing this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just keep doing it weird. I gotta go do my checklist now and take a pee.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like the the tea takes exactly an hour and a half to get through your body.
0: Oh, well, we went almost two hours this time.
1: Oh wow, I didn't realize one hour okay. and fifty-two I'm, minutes. I'm gonna go watch these sample videos of Gordon Ramsay cooking because I'd love to learn from him. So that's mm. this app is amazing. I'm already kind of scrolling through it a little bit.
0: Yeah, okay, that's a good deal. That's a really good deal. All right, people, if you want to, um, I don't know, follow the stuff that uh, Holy Fool puts out on social media feeds, uh, you can go to uh, Holy Fool Productions, all one word, Instagram, Holy Fool Productions on Facebook, and Holy Holy Fool on Twitter. Or you could just nuke your social media accounts and step back into real life. Um, Also, maybe you want to go to our website and become a member, because that would be really cool. I, I need to put some stuff up. Um Lamb and I still have some uh premium content we're gonna do because of things that have been going on this month. We haven't had time, but we're going to. And uh if you're gonna follow Lam, you should. Find me
1: at the vacant room. So basically, not the the word ad. I had a few people who were confused about that last week who who reached out to me. Um so it's the vacant room on Twitter, the vacant room on uh Instagram and the as a website where my much maligned blog currently lives um, that I will be diving back into once the dust settles on the horror that is my current life.
0: Oh, also, before we get out of here too, um, those of you who come back every week, there are those of you that I know that regardless of what weird shit we talk about, manage to come back every week. I imagine that's because you like what we're doing. So if every one of you went into iTunes, no, it's not called iTunes anymore, Apple Podcasts, and wrote us a review, that would be great. We have one. Um, So we could use them. And also spread the word.
1: And don't get abducted by aliens. Okay, bye.